got to go and dig those holes. Man, I'm tired. With broken hands and withered souls, emancipated from all you know. You got to go and dig those holes. This is Can We Get Emma Stone to Listen to This, the podcast that aims to answer exactly that. I, as always, am your host, TV's Kevin Lanigan, and no, it's not a sex thing. It's a challenge thing. When the X-Men, the new X-Men, and the X-Force banded together to save the first mutant baby born after the horrible events of M-Day, did they do it? to set up an 18-year plan to have sex with that baby, nay. They did it for the love of the game. As you might anticipate, no Emma Stone update to speak of this week. None whatsoever. Not even a little bit. Grim news indeed. As grim as the events of M-Day, which reduced the mutant population from one million to a few hundred in an instant. Similarly grim news... It has come to my attention that the original motion picture soundtrack for the film Holes cannot be found online. You cannot purchase this physical disc from anyone. It is available nowhere to stream, not on Spotify, not on Apple Music. You cannot purchase it from iTunes, nor can you purchase it from Amazon. It seems as if The original motion picture soundtrack for the major motion picture holds has completely disappeared. We will never get new copies of the original motion picture soundtrack for the major motion picture holds. They are lost to time like compact discs in rain. The rain, of course, being comprised of further compact discs. All we have is the odd chance of being at a yard sale or a Goodwill or a swap meet and coming across one of the fabled undamaged copies of the original motion picture soundtrack of the major motion picture holes. It is all for which we can dream. If you are one of the chosen guardians of these same said major motion picture soundtracks for the major motion picture holes, please keep it safe. You are the lone shepherds that remain. O ye, though you did not ask for this burden, now bear it. You did not ask to be born this way, with this weight upon your shoulders. You did not choose this position of power, but the position of power indeed chose you. Please, I beg of you, hear my cry this week on The Stone Zone, episode 18. If ye yet suck air... Cling the original motion picture soundtrack for the major motion picture holes tight to your breast. For me? For me? No letters this week. For some reason, no one wants to write to the show anymore. But if you do, send your emails to canwegetthispod at gmail.com. And if you have a physical copy of the original motion picture soundtrack for the major motion picture holes, please do write an email. I'll buy it from you. Fuck it. I'll take it. 
You don't want that responsibility? I'll bear that cross for you, baby. I'll be that guy that helped Jesus carry the cross up the mountain. I don't care. Give it to me. Give me that holes. Give me your holes. Take it out. What's up, everybody? Marchie Fox, everyone's favorite former wholesome young football star with beautiful women constantly throwing at themselves at him, trying to fuck his brains out, turned regular average sex-having teenager with even more further hot people throwing themselves at him, trying to have sex with him. I'm just here doing regular teen things, kickflip, skateboard trick, halo, pew pew. I'm a teen just like you. But there's one thing that I know, Archie fucks, there's one thing that I know that all teens love and that you could love too. That's the Patreon for this program. Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. It's your one-stop shop for everything a teen needs. Push pop, ring pop, kick flip. You too could be a contributor to this program for as little as $1 a month. $12 a year. Well, that's one-fifth of what I paid for this Halo game. Pew-pew, pew-pew, kickflip. You could help support this show and make it so that the person running it doesn't have to work 60 hours a week. Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. My fellow cool teens, I'll see you there. Archie fucks out. Kickflip. Take a bad boy, make him dig five feet The dirt in these shovels will give us a beat Okay, you gotta find something never found before If not, we'll just have to dig some more So, Michael McClure, Halo Well Met Welcome back to the Stone Zone Round three you know, Kevin, I'm really, really glad to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Three is actually my lucky number, so this is uh, it's really exciting. That is fantastic. You know, you you and I have come up with a lot of elaborate schemes over the months to try and to try and drum up this Emma Stone thing. We have stormed a movie premiere. We have divorced her parents, and it occurs to me that we are. Perhaps making things difficult on ourselves here. Hmm. You think there's a there's there'd be an easier way? Because the way I see it, the more you really inconvenience yourself, the more inconvenience they are, and the more likely they're likely to take notice. Is uh, are you thinking a more subtle tactic? I I don't want to say that there is an easier way to get Emma Stone to listen to a podcast than. Uh, staging a reverse parent trap scenario in which we divorce her parents and Lindsay Lohan is hanging from the side of a plane. I don't want to say there's an easier way than breaking into a Hollywood movie premiere and and taking out a stadium full of Hitlers and using my training I got from uh, the Travelocity Gnome in Iceland to uh, best Emma Stone at tennis. I don't want to say that there's an easier way to get Emma Stone to listen to this than those ideas, uh, which I loved. Uh, but we're obviously mm-hmm. ineffective, and which we definitely did. So what I'm trying to do, I don't know. I want to challenge us here. Can we do something simple? Can we do something 
uh, like a fine powder. We, we're we're going for all these elaborate ideas. We're we're bringing the mountain to Mohammed when we really should be bringing it to Emma Stone. Does that make sense? Definitely, definitely. Um, I think I like where your head's at. So you're thinking more uh, rom-com uh, setups rather than action um, parent trap type setups uh, to get her attention. Because that's what I assume we're still going for is to get her attention so that we can court her for the podcast. Um, yeah. For the first, obviously, the obstacle is getting her attention because um, she is incredibly busy with her various uh, charitable endeavors, um, you know, press tours, we're, junkets. We're in this busy workaday world, and you you have to do something to stand out from the crowd. Um, you know, YouTube's podcasts. It, it's an oversaturated market to the the most degree that any market has ever been oversaturated. And I'm I'm having difficulty coming up with how we are going to stand out from the crowd while at the same time not staging like an Avengers Age of Ultron level scenario like we we are we go so far and away we we keep doing Captain America the Winter Soldier let's try Logan something simple okay. something Grittier. refined um so do you know any telepaths with terminal brain Ill- illnesses oh yes um i do but they're actually uh there's a lot of treatment uh, here and there i actually got in some trouble recently yeah uh, <laughs> yeah no it was a uh, you know a little explanation and it all worked out but i like where your head's at kevin and i think i think instead of maybe trying to stage some kind of parent trap tennis match situation mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. should really instead of not just be focusing on getting um, stone on the podcast, but uh, per us personally, but cutting out the competition of people who want to get Emma Stone on their podcast. Oh. Because if we if we're able to cut out everyone else's podcast who want to get Emma Stone on the podcast, then you'll be the only podcast left, and she'll have no choice but to look, and she'll come to you. Exactly, because everyone has a commute. We all commute. Uh, even if you're you're you work from home and you commute from the kitchen to the bathroom, like you can't not be audio entertained in that span of time, and everyone needs a podcast to listen to. So, ipso facto, ergo, if we wipe out every other podcast, she will be out of options and will be forced to listen to this show. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Obviously, it's going to take uh, a lot of dedication, but I've never known you to shy away from a challenge. Um, Absolutely not. No, no, no. Everest does not climb itself. No, not at all. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, I learned that one the hard way, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, well, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, most podcasters, oddly enough, um, are people, you know, that are not, they're not, they don't have really good fortification on their podcast studios. Uh, not a lot of guards. Very weak. Um, very, very open to, to certain vulnerabilities. Almost hilariously open, Kevin. Uh, it is, I mean, we're talking front door wide open, windows not, without bars over them. To be able to get in, and I'm not even saying we need to, like, um, murder them or anything. I think really just take their microphones and kind of, you know, rough the place up a bit. Let them know that uh, we mean business and... I think within enough time, you will have the only podcast left. And yeah, exactly. Even if Emma Stone isn't a big podcast listener, that kind of news makes uh, waves on the internet. So I think it's uh, instead of attacking 
um, the problem head on, we kind of go your route and kind of work around it. Yeah. Instead of trying to make this podcast uh, more listenable, more palatable to the average listener, um, more like friendly to search engines, um, have a better, more open premise that people are interested in listening to, I think the solution is that everyone else is wrong. And so we just need to get rid of all our competition. I totally agree. You know, and I think you, I've learned this the hard way is that you can't um, whore yourself to the search engines. Um, They don't, uh, there's just not enough you can do. Like I've really made that thing before. I kind of made my podcast uh, very promiscuous. I dressed it up. I dolled it up and I really made it, uh, I wanted to stand out like the bell of the ball in the search engines and the search Mm -hmm. engines, um, they're prude. There's no way to say you, it. Sorry for being so blunt, no, but they're okay. just prude. Yeah, um, I, I learned that the hard way on some of my other podcasts. Um, Donald Trump tweets live sex 420. I tried that mm-hmm, on um, yeah. CarmenElectraNipSlip.com featuring an interview with Andrew Garfield, um, which was the full name of the podcast. I tried that on all of my former podcasts, and it just, you can't cater to what you think people want. All you can do is do your thing and hope that the right people find it. When I go into acting auditions, I'm not doing what I think the producers want. I'm doing me. So I'm coming in, uh, bomber jacket, smoking a cigarette actively in the middle of this building, um, you know, sometimes I am hungover. Sometimes I'm actively drinking. I am never without chewing tobacco. I'm doing chewing tobacco and a cigarette. And I just got to do me and hope that eventually someone is looking for me. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's the only way to do it. Um, and I think that if you do try to um, do something what they'd expect of you, like say only use one tobacco product at a time, then you're just going to blend in with the crowd because there's just a crazy oversaturation of like, like you just said about the Andrew Garfield nip slip Carmen Electra, like that market is so oversaturated that like, how are you going to stand out? Especially with the prudeness of these search engines that will just not, uh, take a hint you know like you can show them the goods you can shake it around but unless you're yourself you go to this audition and you ride in on a unicycle you know with a couple acrobats on your shoulders and you and you use dip uh, between your fingers and around your lips and have a couple cigs ready uh, after the one then your mouth goes out then you're going to be cast to the back of the internet the dark spots and that's why we need to actively go in and sabotage other people's podcasts it seems so simple that's right we call that act the aristocrats yeah i i i gotta tell you it's hard for lewd rude content with two like ours to be found in the search engine world everyone's favorite search engine christianengine.com uh which is you know only uh its only main competition is christsearch.web um you know it's it's hard for our content so the only solution again is to just wipe out everybody else so i i don't know do we start like planning on how to take out certain shows do we kind of uh you know engineer a virus that specifically targets podcasters uh what what is our methodology here do we poison all the microphones oh wow in the world and hope that Mm. you know people lick them accidentally everyone does it while podcasting i'm about to do Mm. it right now 
and oh, it um, just happens, and yeah. it just happens, and hope that you know if we lace it with enough like Amazonian frog poison that eventually you know Ira Glass is just going to keel over. Yeah, I mean, I think the Amazonian fog poison is not the issue. Um, uh, obviously, we can. I, I know a couple guys. Uh, I guess the question is, I hear that China is not that much fun. Uh, so do we want to venture over there to get to the factories where they're making all the microphones? Because I totally agree. As much as I am being a little romantic here, breaking into every single person's house that has a microphone and destroying it um, could take literally months. And I don't think you and I want to spend that kind of time. Uh, so I guess the only question is, where are these factories in China? And uh, maybe I'm being uh, presumptuous to say they're in China, but I think they are. Uh, and do we really want to go to China? Because I hear it's only sort of fun. Yeah, I'm not really digging like a National Lampoon's Beijing vacation kind of kind of situation here. Um, we need some sort of targeted like top gun strikes. Take out the factories. Oh, um, yeah. before, you know, a- a- avoid civilian areas and take out the factories specifically where all the microphones are made? Is that a- is that our larger plan, is we're going to get rid of microphones? Um, yes, because if we get rid of all the microphones uh, and then frog poison the remaining microphones, even people that have microphones already will just throw theirs out out of fear that they're frog poisoned because the only way you can tell if your microphone's frog poisoned is to be frog poisoned. Exactly. Uh, so that's no problem. So if we get enough people thinking that uh, a lot of microphones are frog poisoned. Everyone will get rid of their microphone. You'll be the only podcast left. Um, I guess the only issue is uh, China. It's it's kind of a hassle to get to. What 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 kind of travel arrangements? I mean, I'd I'd really be hesitant to spend more than two three days there. As I just hear it's kind of smoggy and right. Um, yeah, it's not. It doesn't sound, at least to me, like the most fun place in the world. Um, but I did, I remember seeing when I was a youth an episode of the Drew Carey show where Drew Carey got drunk and woke up in a wheelbarrow in China. And hmm. so I'm thinking that you and I, I mean, we just start going on bender after bender after bender. And statistically, if we do that enough times, if the only eventuality is that at one point, we will wake up in a wheelbarrow in China. Yeah, I mean, it's a numbers game at that point. Um, if you do it, I, I mean, we're thinking, would you be willing to go on 60, 70, even 130 benders if need be? Absolutely. Um, I I will do what it takes to get to China to poison all the microphones or enough microphones to convince people that all the microphones are bad. Um, like when you know, the like there were only five isolated incidents of Furbies causing any real damage to people, but it just became such a national fear that we all collectively threw away our Furbies on the same night, and they were never seen from again, at least until the 2007 film Transformers, in which a Furby truck has exploded. So, hmm. yes, I am willing to do, what, 130, 140 benders, whatever number it takes to get there, um, because eventually, you know, you flip a coin enough times, it's going to come up heads. Uh, and if you go on enough benders and pass out enough times, one of those times you will wake up in Beijing. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that's without question. All right. So now we know we're going to spend the time and energy and frankly, TV's Kevin Landing, the money to go on 100 and, uh, whatever. Let's say a plan for a hundred benders. Yeah. Uh, we end up in China. Um, are there going to be any guards we have to get past? Because unlike, uh, podcast studios that are not well protected, 
I can see there being some kind of guards, and I don't know what kind of if, if they're.、Um, I know Chinese.、Uh, the Chinese have a lot of gymnasts、uh, that they groom for the Olympics, and then a lot of、uh, them actually don't make the Olympics, so they have to find employment elsewhere. And so there's a lot of 12 to 14 year old girls that are guarding factories in China.、Um, what's our strategy for getting around them? Damn.、Um, well, you know, like any any good heist film, you and I are putting together a team right now, and so far it's just you and me.、Um, you're the face, and I'm、uh, the my my specialty is knives, and so we're gonna have to come up with something. But if I've seen enough heist films, you know, you gotta have a stake in your back pocket in case the guard dogs come, toss it off to the side. Dog love that stake. Gonna go after it. We have to throw something that twelve, thirteen, fourteen-year-old Chinese ex-gymnasts、hmm. like、yes. that could that could potentially distract them. And I don't want to carry around. Like, could we carry around like a pop star with us? Like, have a have a knapsack full of you know one or two odd members of One Direction. And then if we come across some resistance at the Chinese microphone factory, we just toss. Harry Styles off to the side.、Mm. Um, they run over to him. It's like catnip. Oh, smart! And then we don't have to bring one Harry Styles too, because honestly, like we don't even need the whole direction. We only need one of the directions. Yeah. So we could just literally just get him, no problem. Again, I actually live in LA now, so I could find him the next two, three hours. I mean, you're meeting celebrities could... on the reg. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to brag, but I mean, yeah, you know, you run into them, and I don't even think of them as celebrities; they're more like just、uh, peers. But it's yeah, you, you,、uh, yeah. So yeah, to answer your question, but I mean, I, I could ask, I could ask、um, Hare a favor, and you know, I'm sure he'd be down. And if we just got him to run across the factory、um, outside the factory, then all of the 12 to 14 year old、uh, orphan Chinese gymnasts would definitely backflip after him. Hundred、um, percent. I mean, I. Yeah,、I、it mean, would be. What are they going to do? Like、yeah. a very athletic version of a hard day's night.、Um, that the famous opening of that film、uh, that was then、uh, sort of repurposed over and over again in the Austin Powers franchise, like in literally every Austin Powers movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. You're talking about the non-pornographic version because I know there's a hard day's night、uh, that's more of a pornographic thing. But you mean the Beatles one? Yeah, I've never seen that because again, I only use、um, Christ dot web to to do my internet searching. So I have never、gotcha. seen a pornographic video. But、um, yeah, I think I think if we so if we time it right, you and I, you know,、uh, going on benders, and I think just to save on time because I'm not like made of time. I think we're gonna have to squeeze in like four benders a day,、um, mm. and just like wake up, drank, pass out, drank. Um, and then you know, just again, repeat ad nauseum until the point where we wake up in Beijing, which is an eventuality. Then,、um, and Harry Styles has been with us the whole time, so we get to the factory in Beijing, and at the certain specific moment、uh, when we are cornered by several、um, 12, 13, 14-year-old Chinese gymnasts, we have Harry run across. Um, the nearest open space, at which point the girls will be、um, unable to resist him. Will chase after him,、um, and then we have free reign of the factory at that point. Oh yeah! Oh gosh! Yeah! I mean, I mean that that's their last line of defense.、Uh, so yeah. So then once in the factory, we can、uh, sabotage as many microphones as we need to,、uh, and then for the remaining microphones, if once they f- have their way with Harry, if you know what I mean,、uh, then they'll probably be coming in. But we can. That's when we can just call in the airstrike and finish off the rest of the microphones. Because let's be honest, it's kind of unrealistic to say that we're going to be able to poison every single microphone.、Um, some of these factories are、um, literally the size of China, so it、right. should be.、Um, I mean, but, but that's why we have the air force. We'll call in an airstrike and、uh, finish them off, and then the ones that's 
our um, poison will go out to the general public. Yeah. And everyone that has microphones will think that's possibly theirs. The advisory will come on and say, hey, get rid of your microphones. And then guess whose podcast is going to be left? Yeah, exactly. That's something that people don't know about China, actually, is that it's sort of a Mexican layered dip of factories. Um, there's like the there's like this it's like the rumors you hear about like Walt Disney World is that there's a whole secret you know underground world beneath it um, or like there's that secret world underneath Gotham City um, that's essentially what China is but it is like a, a seven layer Mexican dip of factories um, and yeah I'm just and one of them has become the Chinese film industry which like now all big budgeted movies are are targeted for a Chinese market oh yeah I mean I think they've basically made. Uh Tom Cruise, their high uh, emperor, or at least uh, maybe assistant high emperor. There's some kind of unofficial title that he has over there. They absolutely love him. Um, so, I mean, that'd be a good, another good distraction if we can get it. I, I, I have to say, I actually don't know Tom Cruise. So, um, I mean, I, I mean, I kn- know of him. Like we have mutual right. friends, but I don't know know him. It's like, yeah. I hate when hey. people say they know. Yeah. Um, so I'm starting to think of China I, as perhaps a powerful ally in our attempt to get Emma Stone to listen to this. And even though you and I don't necessarily desire to travel there, perhaps it might be a good idea to court favor with them by much like the film Iron Man three placing in a scene that is only available in the Chinese versions of these films um, that will that will court the Chinese market. Um, so if we start, if you and I just started like Tyler Durden style splicing in um, special scenes that we have made to cater to a Chinese audience, I think that, and if we especially if we put like a watermark on there, that's like Kevin and Mike did it. Um, we we could really have a good thing going. This is not an ally that we want to toss away definitely but we also don't want to sanction their trade agreements so we have to really walk that tightrope because i i totally agree they could be a huge ally for us in getting emma stone to listen to the podcast Mm -hmm. but also if we get too many people listening to it then we're kind of implicitly sanctioning their very frankly sketchy uranium deals with uh, north korea so i think it has to have that balance between emma stone and uranium and i and i i mean frankly i can't think of someone better for the task than you tv's kevin lanigan so i'm i have complete faith in you absolutely master negotiator that's why uh, i am currently so successful in all of my business and entertainment practices um mm-hmm. so i mean what what films are we because i i Right after we stop recording, I want to get these benders started. Like, I really want to get this plan rolling. So, like, what films are coming out that we could possibly, like, splice some Chinese um, propaganda into? Uh, Thor Ragnarok is coming out, oh, today. Do you Mm. think there's time to, like, get get some of those reels? And, like, we could splice in, like, a a scene where Hulk is like, Hulk love China. Hulk love communism. Hulk love Ho Chi Minh. Like, do you think there's um, that there's still time for that? Oh, without a doubt. I don't even throw in a little wink after he says it. Like, he's looking right at the, his Chinese viewer. Uh, and yeah, Hulk I think that breaks would be the fourth it. wall, Wayne Campbell style, and says, "Excellent wink," and he winks at the audience. Exactly, and I think that would be the first movie in, distributed in China to break the fourth wall. So that would be kind of like a, uh, you know, a wall breaking moment. Um, yeah, I think that's that's a really good idea. I think another good uh, opportunity to do that would be a Bad Moms Christmas. Yeah, um, because I know, yeah, the Chinese people love Bad Moms, and uh, I mean, as we all do in America, obviously, that's why we have the third Bad Moms movie. Yeah, Bad Moms but, took uh, us all by storm, and they're actually uh, coming out with Bad Dads, which uh, China is not a fan of. But Bad Moms, I mean, something about Kunis and Han, and the third one. Um, cut and loose just really appeals to that Chinese demographic. 
Oh, they do. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's because, uh, you know, most of them have to spend long days protecting factories with backflips. So I think when they see these other moms kind of getting loose and, uh, having a good time, uh, they can live vicariously through them. So that's, uh, I mean, it's kind of a no brainer, Uh, but yeah, I, I think between the new Thor movie, bad mom's Christmas, uh, we should be able to throw in some sentiment that'll really prop up, um, the stone zone. If we could get maybe like, um, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, um, the new Martin McDonough film with Francis McDormand and Woody Harrelson. I think if at one point in that uh, dramedy about a woman trying to get justice for her daughter who was murdered, if we just slip in a scene where she talks about how she's like doing it for uh, the the divine right of kings in China, I think we could get something. Francis McDormand has been in enough films at this point and certainly enough Transformers films that we could splice together like a scene of her, you know, a clip of Fargo here, a clip of Transformers 3 there, uh, Burn After Reading there. I think I think there's enough material to make that work. Oh, definitely, definitely. And of course, yeah, like I said, I, I know Francis a little bit, so if we need any, like, uh, B-roll or, like, just some static throwaway shots from some of the movies, then I can definitely, I would feel very comfortable asking her. Um, we actually are friends' friends, so that's kind of exciting. Um, wonderful. I'm really happy yeah. for you. And yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson has a new film coming out, The Phantom Thread, about Daniel Day-Lewis making clothes. Chinese people love clothes. Bing, bing, bang, boom. Fing, fang, foom. Just toss it on there. Uh, we just include a scene where he's like sewing the Chinese flag onto a piece of clothes. Done. Oh, wow. In the That's an easy one. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure itself. a lot of those actual threads that he's sewing are from China, so there'd be kind of like a nationalistic sense of pride. Yeah. Uh, tie it in. You know, it's a little detail. It's, it doesn't seem like a big thing, but a uh, little detail here and there. Daniel Day-Lewis looks at the camera, and he's like, you do this. You do this all the time. We send all of our clothes to you, and you do this. I'm like you. I love China. It, and then he just goes back to his sewing. Exactly. I mean, everyone knows Daniel Zilas does spend his, uh, he, he lives in China, but he works around the world, but he does live in China. So that's, uh, they'll be really glad to see him. It's a familiar face. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, people love There Will Be Blood in China. People love Nine. People love Last of the Mohicans. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think Last of the Mohicans actually did have a Chinese-only version. Um, so did the uh, gangs so- in New York. It was the gangs of um, Tiananmen Square. That's right. That's right. Um, and the butcher was played by the sushi chef. Uh, yeah, they. It was still Daniel Day Lewis, and they, they just called him Bill the Sushi Chef. Yeah, I mean, which is an interesting take on the character. It's it's uh, yeah. it's a really a lot of a lot of layers in that character and um, different weapons and yeah. Well, okay, cool. So then we've got so we've got the propaganda. Chinese on our side. We yeah, got propaganda. We have. Uh, and again, the poison itself is not a big deal. Yeah. We have our way past the guards into the factories. What about getting out of the factory? Now, after we... After um, we poisoned it, bef- after poison, before airstrike, what is our what is our get-out plan? Like, that is... You, you bring yes. up, yeah, how are, we gonna, how are we gonna get out of there in time? Exactly. And I'm really looking out for you, TV's Kevin Lennon, because I know when you're the last podcast left, people might you know, say, hey, what was TV's Kevin Lanigan doing that day that all the podcast microphones got poisoned? So I think we should, yeah. have, a, we should have an extraction that could also be used maybe as an alibi. Mm, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, so, I mean, an alibi is as simple as, like, I, I make a little Ferris Buellerian um, setup in my room where I, like, have a bunch of pillows under the cover facing away from the door, uh, and I mm. pretend to be sick, and, like, 
my roommates open up the door is like you know star of doom to you samantha irene opens up the door and she's like hey kevin what are you doing in here you're supposed to be at work and then like i have a little voice box that's like i am sick <coughs> i do not feel like podcasting today <coughs> um and i think i think that ought to cover the bases fine enough it fooled ferris bueller's friends and family Oh, I mean, multiple times. That wasn't the first time they, uh, the movie happened. Uh, the, yeah. He had done that many times before. So And know they fell for it every single time. Uh, do you yeah. – now, are, are we at all concerned that, like, the world is going to think that I'm terminally ill and soon, like, people will be rallying in the streets, like, Kevin, get better, save Kevin. They'll be putting it on the fucking water tower. Um, are we worried about my high school principal trying to hunt me down? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, it, there's going to be some – externalities with every single part of this you know i mean yeah i mean but that's something that we can deal with at the time so when you're when your principal tries to hunt you down maybe we pay him a visit and let him know uh, who's bought you know we can just eliminate these targets one by one as they appear and of course that's um yeah something that that's gonna happen well by some of these yeah by the time that he is trying to hunt me down we will have the full might of the chinese on our side like we will be uh prime allies with the chinese if that motherfucker come after me, I, I we'll bring some Chinese special forces and we'll show him who's boss. You know, like oh, yeah. you you and I will sneak into his house in the middle of the night and he'll like come home after a long day of work and we'll already be sitting in the living room. We'll turn on the lights. He'll be like, ah, oh, we were expecting you, uh, David. I don't remember my high school principal's name, David. And, um, you know, and then he's like, what are you doing here? Is my house breaking entering? Blah, 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 blah. And then, um, yeah, if he, if he tries to razzle us at all, like we have some Chinese expats like, hanging out there disguised as ferns disguised as his refrigerator disguised as his wife uh we'll just we'll be good to go oh definitely and i mean i think there's a lot of implicit power in being the only podcast left so we say hey you make a problem here we're gonna tell everyone the truth we have a a 100 share of the podcast audience um we we are where this american life once stood now stands the stone zone come at me bro yeah i mean he doesn't want the truth coming out so no yeah so that way we wrapped up that principal situation pretty quickly now we do still need an extraction plan to uh we need some get out and go from the um from the factory because of course we will have to order in the airstrike before we have even entered the factory just to make sure the timing is great that we wipe out any evidence that we were ever there yeah this one this one's tougher because I, I'm not good at getting out of places. I'm great at getting into places. Leaving them is hard. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, I'd hate to say it, but I know I've had a, a couple terrible experiences on JetBlue, but I think JetBlue does do uh, more than 300 domestic flights and international within uh, the continent of Asia. And uh, mm. I know JetBlue's had their problems with customer service and um, pilot air. But I think flying JetBlue, I think that most factory they do because they're um, you know they serve the um, more ec- let's be have economic uh, yeah, economically yeah, friendly yeah. Uh, demographic. So I think there could be a JetBlue um, terminal uh, right around the factory. I've, I I've read that at least. Yeah. Um. So there's in the Dark Knight, the film The Dark Knight. It's been a hot minute since I've seen it, but that film has a lengthy sequence where Batman goes to China, right? China oh, or does. Japan? I don't uh, remember. 
Um, you know, Kevin, that's really messed up that you don't remember that, and I totally do remember, but I'm not going to say it yeah. because I want to make you look like you didn't remember. Yeah, so gonna, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I totally yeah. remember, but to prove that you also remember, I'm g- can, can you say it, and then I'll confirm if you were right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. so, but there is a lengthy sequence where Batman, like, he's got to go in, get this accountant, get out, and the way he gets out is there is a plane flying overhead. He's fucking hooks onto it and and zippy zaps himself up to the sky uh, what's stopping us what 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 is preventing us from you know we we arrange a jet blue flight um out of you know beijing um and we just whoo zippy zap ourselves up there fly jet blue um I think that's, I mean, that's something that we'd have to obviously look at on Google Flights um, and do some price comparison because I know you and I are not made of money. But I think if we can get that for, say, um, 400 bucks a person, uh, I think it'd be worthwhile. Pretty reasonable for a special one-way flight out of Beijing uh, with, like, special grappling hook entrance fees. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, we're doing a grappling hook, which is a little extra, but it's like we're bringing bags, right? So, like... So I, th- I can see them kind of weighing that cost, you know, benefit analysis. Like, hey, well, Mike and Kevin need to be picked up special from the factory at this specific time. But they're not huge guys, and they're not bringing bags, and they're not going to take up a seat because we can yeah. just kind of fly back, um, yeah. kind of get dragged like a like a reticent sure. dog at the end of a leash for the whole way back yeah. to America, right? Or- I won't need a carry on. Like, I'll, I'll bring a book. Uh, like a you know, yeah. I'm in the middle Whoa. of like Anna Kendrick's book. Like, I'll read a book but like i don't i don't need like a carry-on we have left we only came to beijing with poison and we left that there oh yeah and i mean and maybe poison and harry styles and harry styles yeah but i mean maybe we'll have like i don't know a backpack with a couple souvenirs in it and a book but that's not a carry-on it's like a um it's a it it counts as a personal item it's on the same category as a purse or um a shopping bag or um so i i don't I, i i i don't get into the um politics much but i wouldn't say that is a carry-on item i would just call it a personal item yeah i don't i don't i don't foresee it being much of a problem and as far as us leaving the factory um i hadn't really considered this but there's a social practice that i love to use as parties known colloquially as the irish goodbye where you leave without saying goodbye to anyone and i think that ought to take care of our problem because i was planning on like you know after we poison all the microphones we like go around all the workers say like bye nice to see you like have a good time you know i hope you you and your wife are doing great um i hope you don't live in a dormitory next to the building with a net underneath it like at the apple store so that employees who throw themselves out the window to try and kill themselves are caught i hope that that's not the case for you you know goodbye 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 what if we just didn't what if we just left Mm. the irish goodbye and then the jet blue flights overhead and away we go and oh are we just gonna leave harry to the wolves yeah i think harry will be fine um, I think if be i know okay. harry yeah he uh he's around a bunch of uh 14 year old girls i think he'll uh he'll find his way he's beloved in china if there's one guy who knows how to like you know smile his way out of a bad situation it's harry styles if there's one man i've always said this if there's one man that can you know smile and wink his way out of china it's harry styles oh yeah i mean and and you know if he if he does uh get uh eaten by these young ladies uh then there are four more members of one direction so yeah uh, i think it's something it's a sacrifice that you and i would be kind of willing to make earnestly would you even notice if he was gone oh heck no i mean i yeah I, maybe in 10 years you mm-hmm. know when i'm like hey wait a minute you know did this yeah did harry styles get eaten by a bunch of 
reject a gymnast in China, I think maybe that would occur to me then. In but, about you know, six years, yeah. I will wake up in like a cold sweat and be like, hey, what happened to Harry Styles? But then I will immediately yeah. fall back to sleep. It will be sort of inconsequential. Because like when you're watching reruns of Family Matters, that show just disappears people. You know, mm-hmm. Grandma Winslow, Aunt Rachel, several children that the show starts with just flat out disappear throughout the run not are like written off and get a great send off just straight up disappear until it's just like carl urkel and laura and so like and nobody cared nobody misses grandma winslow nobody mourns for aunt rachel would you even notice if harry styles just poof disappeared no i mean i think i think maybe i think he has like a couple thousand followers on twitter so maybe those people would notice but i mean most of those are probably bots and his family members and like um, you know, I, I think there's ways to get around it. And even if he did, you know, get eaten, I don't see how that gets traced back to us, you know? No. No. I mean, yeah. I, cause we're not like, you know, we're not seen all the time in the tabloids together. Like we're not, we don't, we don't, I don't know. I think we're good. I think we're in the clear. Definitely. And you know what? Also one last alibi in case the principal thing doesn't work out. If, if someone says, Hey, you know, like. It seems like you guys planned this whole thing on your podcast. We can say, well, we didn't, it wasn't us that did that because at the time of that all this happened, we were recording the podcast. Yeah. And if you don't believe us, go listen to the podcast because we are talking about how we recorded it. So how could we be in both places at once? Yeah, exactly. exactly. We released this episode on the day that we're doing it. And then, and we have covered our bases. We make it seem like it was recorded live. Uh, so no special editing on this one, and then yeah, we're completely we're completely and totally bought and sold. It's it done. Definitely, we just need to make it clear that it's live right now, and it is live right now. So that clears that up. Yeah, it is live right now. We are talking about it hypothetically, but we are live right now. And if you have a problem with it, no matter where I go for the rest of my life, there will be a member of the Chinese military disguised as a fern who will be ready to take you down. So I just recommend that you just believe that this is live. And exactly, and whenever you're listening to it, that is when it's live. It's not live right now. It's live right now when you're listening to it. Yeah, so it's not live right so. now. It's live right now. And and right now, too. So, And my uh, yeah. high school principal better fucking watch himself, David. 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 I know I know David without even knowing him. You yeah. know what I mean? You just know his David. type. Yeah. Fucking David. David. Probably a great guy, David. Yeah, you know. worked real hard, cares about the kids, David yeah boring just don't try and track me fucking down is that something that principals did was like this kid's missing school i'm gonna go to his fucking house yeah that seems a little vigilante justicey to me david yeah you think you're fucking batman david we're batman we're slipping in and out of china david yeah david's having some problems at home with his wife not like you know, cinematic problems, but more just kind of like, yeah, sublim- you know, subconscious, kind of like unspoken problems, David. Regular problems like you've been together for 12 years and ran out of stuff to say to each other six years ago, David. Yeah, exactly. It's not like in the movies where there's like like a paramour and a concubine and like all these people are having sex viciously in cars and secrecy in hotels. It's more just like, did I make the right choice in my life? And am I going to be doing this the rest until I die? And he takes it out on the people at school, David. 
This is not David. American Beauty having sex with like the real estate king, David. David, you're not like in a Mr. and Mrs. Smith situation where you find out that you and your wife are both spies and one of you is friends with Vince Vaughn, David. That's not how it's going to happen, David. Yeah, eyes may blister, your muscles stay sore. You want to break, knock on the warden's door. What's up? This is Archie Fucks 2, Fuck Harder, and um, I'm still here, still talking about the Patreon that supports this show. Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. It's as good of a Patreon as I am at Kickflips. Kickflip, double stunt, ollie, and it's up to you. Only you can fund my horrible sex addiction, Archie Fucks. Who, I mean, I, there are too many hot teachers at this school. There are too many young, hot high schoolers who just really want a piece of this, Archie. No one is 100% sure why. It's sort of like a Peter Parker situation where he's the biggest nerdlinger in the entire world, but just has a never-ending stream of hotties just wanting to climb up on that web kickflip ollie. Can you tell I only know two skateboard tricks? What am I talking about? Patreon. Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. You can get all sorts of beautiful rewards for as little as $1 a month. Just like kickflip, ollie, back, spring, flip. You could play as Ben Franklin in one of those games. I know that much. Greetings. It is me, Kindle Urukai. Completely bonkers reference you won't get if you don't listen to the Puffin Publishing Podcast, but just follow me in this one. I was hungry for three stinking days. That was until Robbie Cox gave to the Patreon campaign for this show. Thank you, Robbie Cox, because of you. I could eat for three stinking days, which is what I always wanted to do, and you gave me that power. So thank you. Three staking times. Another stone zone come and gone this week. Went by like a bear. Is that a phrase? It is now. Thank you to whoever my guest was this week. I truly, truly appreciated it, even though I haven't figured out who you are by my recording this voice. You can email the show, canwegetthispod at gmail.com. You can find my other show, maybe a better one, the Puffin Publishing Podcast, on the same place that you can find this show. You can find my web series, Doomed to You, on youtube.com. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. At TV's Kevin Lanigan. And so I leave you now. At the turn of the tide, the battle for Middle Earth is over. The battle for Middle... Oh, fuck that quote up real good. I'll come back to you next... God, I... I don't do good, Gandalf. I'll come back to you this time next week, whenever I wake up on a Wednesday and decide to upload the podcast. But until then... I sign off to you this week, as I sign off to you every week. There were heroes in those stories, Mr. Frodo, and they wanted Emma Stone to listen to the... God, what happened to my man brain today? I love you. Take it up, up, up.
to the T. What is that you smelling, dog? That's me. I don't take showers and I don't brush my teeth. That's all I do is dig holes, eat, and sleep. There is no lake, there is no shade, there is no place to hide, so just sit and wait to fry. This has been a Talkback Podcast.